chapter 2, amen, amen, if I can get some piano, that would be awesome, amen, Job chapter 2. Job chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Amen. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version this morning. Amen. We're going to be exposing the enemy this morning. going to be putting him in his place. We're going to be sending him back to hell where he belongs. And somebody say amen. You know, that was a place that was created for him and his angels. And it is my job, amen, to do everything that I can to take every as many people with me to heaven as I can. That is our job. Say, Pastor, I, I want to be used. Pastor, give me something to do. Well, here it goes. Take as many people to heaven as you can with you. That is your job. The Bible says this. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Satan answered and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and shuns evil? And still he holds fast to his integrity. Although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And it will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, behold, he is in your hand. But do not take his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. And verse 9 says this Then his wife, Sister Job, said to him 
do you still hold fast to your integrity? You ought to curse God and die. Just for a little bit this morning, I want to teach or preach on this topic of a faith that is unshakable. A faith that is unshakable. Let's give God some praise as we take our seat this morning. Amen. Thank you, brothers. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I recently read uh, an article in a survey that came out asking uh, Christians what their favorite uh, book of the Bible was. Amen. And uh, when I read this survey and I looked at it, amen, I wasn't surprised, uh, Brother Greg, to find out, amen, that the uh, uh, most beloved and the most favorite book of the Bible, amen, was the book of Psalms. Amen. Because it is in the book of Psalms, amen, where we find refuge and where we find strength in our time of need. Can somebody say amen? Amen. The Bible says this in the book of Psalms, chapter 46, verses 1 and 2. It says that God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in our time of trouble. Amen. And we have all run, amen, to Psalms 23, verses 1 through 4. Amen. That the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil because the Lord is with me and his rod and his staff they will comfort me oh my God who loves that scripture who's fallen on that scripture who's went after and chased after that scripture in time of their life amen and one of my personal favorites found in the book of Psalms chapter 30 he says that his anger is but for a moment but his favor is for life can you say amen? Hallelujah. We find also in the book of Psalms chapter 27, it says that the Lord, and if well, let me back up a little bit. How many of you have ever had haters in your life? Can you say amen? How many of you have ever had haters in your life? Amen. And you've needed to turn to Psalms chapter 27. Amen. That the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? He is the strength of my life uh, whom shall I be afraid of uh, when the wicked come against me to eat up my flesh uh, my enemies and my foes will stumble and they will fall uh, amen so after reading those portions of scripture and and seeing that it was no surprise to me it was no shock to me that the book of Psalms would be the most uh, beloved book uh, of the Bible can you say amen uh, but although the book of Psalms brother Dan is the most beloved book in the Bible. Uh, the book of Job is the oldest and most well-known book, uh, amen, uh, in the Bible. Uh, this book is so well-known uh, in the Christian world uh, because at one point, uh, at some point in time in your life, uh, we're going to 
uh, relate to the book of Job. Uh, we're going to go through something just like Job did uh, in his life. Amen. Uh, somehow, uh, some way, uh, we're going to relate to the book of Job. Uh, we will walk one day in the shoes of Job. Amen. And my intention today is not to, to, to scare you. It's not to, to discourage you. Uh, I'm not here to rain uh, on anybody's parade. Uh, but no matter how sanctified uh, or how saved that you think you are, uh, no matter how much uh, or how loud that you speak in tongues, brother, uh, no matter how many alms that you give, sister, uh, or how many scriptures you got memorized uh, or put up on the living room uh, of your wall, we will all face something that will cause us uh, to fall to our knees. Uh, can you say amen? Uh, we will all face some unjustified struggles. Uh, we will all face some irrational pain. Uh, somehow, some way, uh, we will all relate uh, to the book of Job. I love this book. I love it. Brother Ernest, can I tell you why I love this book? Now, somebody catch this. Somebody hashtag it, Sister Desiree. It's a little long, but it's all right. I love this book because of this. Because from the very beginning of this book, it causes you and I to understand that there is no level of Holy Ghost filled immunity from the struggles of life. There is no level of Holy Ghost immunity. It don't matter if you run. It don't matter if you shout. It don't matter if you're a pew hopper. Amen. And a devil stumper. You're going to have trials in your life. You're going to have struggles. You're going to have unexpected issues come into your life just like Job did. Amen. We will all relate to this book we will all some way somehow struggle in a way that job struggled on that day neither one of us are immune neither one of us are exempt from the struggles of life amen amen we find in the book of job chapter one Amen. We find the religious resume of Job. Amen. We find the religious resume of Job. And I say religious because a lot of times we think that it's what we do for God and not what God has done for us. Amen. Remember, it was him that hung on that rugged cross. Remember, it was his blood that was shed on Calvary on that day. Amen. Amen. And so in chapter 1, we find the religious resume of Job. Amen. The Bible says that he's holy. 
The Bible says that he's blameless, amen, that he's upright. He's a man of integrity, amen. He fears God. And the Bible says that he stays far away from evil, amen. He, he shuns sin, amen. Hallelujah. But yet, amen, we find this brother who is, who is holy. We find this brother who is, who is blameless and who is upright. We find this man that is full of integrity and feels, fears God and, and, and shuns evil. We find this man sitting on a heap of trash. We find him naked, amen, with no clothes on. Amen. The Bible says that he lost 7,000 sheep. He lost 3,000 camels, 500 oxen and 500 donkeys. He had the largest house and ranch on the block. Amen. And to add insult to injury, Brother Greg, amen, a tornado came and blew down the house where his 10 children were having dinner. Amen. All dead. Everything taken from him. All of his wealth. All of his retirement. All of his money. All of his servants and his children. Job lost everything. But in his faith in God, hallelujah, his faith in God, it stayed intact. He never lost faith, sister. He never gave in to the trial. No matter how hard it got. No matter how much money he lost. No matter, hallelujah, what he lost. Look at his response. He says in verse 20 and 21, how many of us can respond like this when we lose our job? How many of us can respond like this, hallelujah, when we ain't got no money in the bank? How many of us can respond when we got no food on the table? How many of us can respond when we're sick and we can't get out of bed and the doctor can't find out what's going on with us? How many of you can rise from the ashes and tear your robe and shave your head and fall to the ground and worship God and say, naked I came into this world and naked I'm leaving. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you can do that? How many of you can look past the problem and look to God? How many of you have ever lost something in your life and said, blessed be the name of the Lord. God giveth and God taketh away. My eyes are fixed on the hills from whence cometh my help because he is the author and the finisher of my faith. He's writing your book, sister. So put the pen down and let the man write. We want to be the biographer. We want to be the one to write it in and to fill in the blanks. But God says, you don't know the plans that you have. Only I know the plans that you have. Only I have the thoughts. Only I have the way that you should go. Can you say amen? Oh, man, I wish we had some Job responders in the house that no matter what, we're still going to continue strong, continue to keep our hand on the plow, and continue to give God praise, continue to give God honor. It don't matter, hallelujah, if those around me don't want to serve God. It don't matter, hallelujah. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep pressing forward because my God says... 
that if you draw close unto me, then I'll draw close unto you. So every step you take, God takes two steps. Every step you take, God takes three steps. Can I tell you that he stands there and he says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Oh, my God, the spirit of Job just almost knocked me off of my seat, brother Daniel. I said, man, I want that kind of faith in my life. I want that kind of strength in my life. I want to believe that no matter what, God's got my back. God's got the last say. Let the enemy out of the cage. I got him. I'm suited and booted and filled with the power and the glory of the Holy Ghost. The devil ain't got nothing on you when you're full of him. But when you're full of yourself, he's got everything on you. That's just chapter one. Amen. Did you bring that oxygen, brother? That's just chapter one. That was the first time that devil came and asked permission. You see, you know what caught me was that Satan was just minding his business. He didn't come asking about Job. He's just, in my version, if I would have written the Bible, my version would have said when Jesus, when God said, hey, Satan, where are you coming from? From just chilling. Walking around doing what I do. Remember, the Bible says that he hides and waits. He seeks. Amen. Seeking out for those, waiting for those whom he can devour. So be sober and be vigilant, the Bible says. But in chapter 2, we see again the gathering of the Lord and his angels. One more time. And God as Satan again. He says, where are you coming from? And Satan says, just chilling, walking around, doing what I do. Amen. And so God says to Satan, did you, did you try my servant Job? And Satan replies, yep, I did. And he didn't curse you. And what do we say when we're right? I told you. I told you. Job wouldn't curse you. I told you Job was faithful. I told you that I came before his money, that I came before his wealth, that I came before his 401k, that I came before his cell phone bill, that I came before everybody else. I told you. That no matter what you take away from Job, his faith will never be shaken. But Satan, he responds with something, Sister Richella, that I believe the church has missed. 
Somebody say, here we go. Turn to your neighbor and say, here we go. Something the church has missed. Satan responds and he says this. He says, let me touch the bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. And he will curse you and die. And you know what God does? He says, I'll take that bet. He says, I'll take that bet. But whatever you do, don't take his life. Remember, Job Job lost everything. Job lost his job. He lost everything. He lost his possessions. He lost his money. He lost his property, his servants, his children. And now his body is being afflicted. But Job is still holding on to his faith in God. And it is at this moment... It is at this time in Job's life that we are introduced to Sister Job. Amen. She comes on the scene. Her husband is sitting on a heap of trash. King James Version says he's sitting on a dunghill. We all know what that is. Naked with no clothes on. Scraping boils off of his body with a piece of broken clay to try to find some comfort. And the only time we hear from Sister Job, we don't find out her name. We don't find out who she is other than she is his wife. She only carries one verse in the entire Bible. The longest book in the Bible. And his wife only responds one time. I was talking to a sister before service started. And I said, can you imagine? Seeing your husband sitting on a dunghill. With no clothes on, with boils from the crown of his head to the bottom of his feet, and you res- you come out. Remember this. Remember, her husband is sitting on a heap of trash, naked, with no clothes on, scraping boils off his feet, and she says to him in Job chapter two and verse nine, the only verse. Uh, she says this: Are you? Still holding fast to your integrity? She said, you ought to curse God and die. Are you still holding fast to your integrity? Only time we hear from her, Brother Daniel. Only time. After everything that Job went through. She comes out. Are you still holding fast to your integrity? 
You want to curse God and die. Now I know what some of y'all are thinking. Let's take her out to the edge of the city and stone her. Amen. Isn't that the first thought that comes to mind? You know, over the years, over the years, Sister Richella, I've heard many messages bashing Sister Job. I've heard many preachings and teachings bashing the 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 integrity amen of of sister job uh, and 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 bashing her her faithfulness to god and her faithfulness uh, to her husband but you know what god showed me uh, he showed me this and hashtag it if you can uh, he says we ought to be real careful of judging how someone else responds to a pain or situation that you and i have never gone through We just threw a twist. Somebody say twist. We just put a twist on that. You see, a lot of times we're good at judging someone else's response when we ain't never been in their shoes before. We're easy and we're quick to judge someone else. For something that we've never gone through. A pain that you have never experienced in your life. And what was the first thing we did to Sister Job? We judged her. We labeled her. We bashed her. We said she was no good. Our eyes have been fixated on Job and Job alone. Amen. You see, yes. Job, look at this. Let me put you in the shoes of Sister Job. Job is looking at the king of her castle. Amen. The man that she loves. And she's in so much pain. And she believes at that time and at that moment that the best thing for him is to die and no longer live the way that he's living. Hallelujah. Can somebody say amen? Allow me to go a little bit deeper. If you've never had to change a grown man's diaper because he can't hold his own facilities you need to be careful not to judge sister job if you've never seen a loved one wither away from chronic cancer you need to be quiet right about now if you've never been in the hospital room of a chronic diabetic that has no more veins to clean their blood you need to shut up right about now because just like sister job your request to god can go from heal them restore them lift them up to take them put them in the bosom of your arms god take them out of their misery let them go home already can you say amen 
Amen. You see, everything that Job lost, everything that Job had, she also lost. She also lost her cattle. She also lost her wealth and her retirement. She also lost her home. And she lost the ten children that she gave birth to. And now she sees her husband. She sees her rock. She sees her provider. She sees her protector. She sees her everything sitting on a dunghill covered with boils from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet. And I truly believe with all of my heart in her pain, in her anguish, and in her fear, Brother Daniel, she wanted her husband's suffering to stop. We need to be careful not to judge somebody by how they respond to pain. Oh, come on. Let's give God a round of applause. He is so good as we come to a close. I can just get you all to stand to your feet this morning. We need to be careful not to judge or to criticize someone else's response to pain. If we ain't never gone through what they've gone through. Or if we've never experienced. You know, we have the tendency to listen and hear somebody out. And we say, well, I went through this. And I was fine. What did you go through that? Well, I went through this. But did you go through that? Well, no, but I went through this. But did you go through that? And I feel like Job's wife gets such a bad rap. Because I can tell you right now, if the only thing that's keeping me alive is a machine, my wife is going to send me home. How often do prayers turn, Sister Bullock? From heal him. Restore her. To let God's will be done. When we get to the point where it's let wills, God's will be done. It's going to be his will to raise them up or to take them home. We ought to stop minimizing Sister Job. But I want to close tonight, or this morning, by exposing Satan 
and the scheme. You see, the church has missed the scheme. The Bible says to beware of Satan and his devices. We're going to expose the devil. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 through 13 says this. The Apostle Paul says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the devices of the devil, the plans, the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and the, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places. He says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in this evil day. And having done all to stand. You see, when Satan comes to God the second time, he says, the only reason why Job hasn't cursed you is because you told me not to touch his flesh. So Satan says, let me touch bone of his bone and flesh of his flesh. And he will definitely curse you and die. You see, Satan was never referring to Job. Oh my God. You see, what Satan did with Job was to distract the church from the truth. Remember, the devil's a liar. The devil's an imposter. He's a poser. He's a distractor of the truth. What he did with Job was to distract the church. He was really talking about his wife. Sister Job. Because my Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 2 and verse 23, when Adam presented his wife, he announced her. He introduces the first lady. He says, this is now the bone of my bone. And the flesh of my flesh. And so listen church. Holy Ghost just fell. Listen. The devil specializes. In using. The people that are closest to you. Those that he knows. Will whisper in your ear. Those that he knows has some influence on your life. He'll use those people to try to discourage you and to keep you from holding on to your faith in God.
He will use your wife. He'll use your husband. He'll use your children. He'll use your job. He'll use those that are closest to you to give up on God. You see, uh, Satan was successful in the garden uh, when he was able to get a hold of flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. uh, And she was in his ear. uh, And he says, if I did it before, uh, I'm going to do it again with Sister Job. uh, Amen. Uh, But can I tell you, can I tell you, can I tell you, hallelujah, do we have a Job uh, in the house today? uh, Amen. Uh, Do we have a Job uh, in the house today uh, that will hold his integrity and stay faithful to God. Is there a sister Job in the house that will stand by her man and pray for him and exalt him and praise him and back him up? Come hell or high water. Sister Job was not condemning him. She was helping him. How many of you want to see a loved one in that situation? No more, Satan. Turn to your neighbor and say, No more, Satan. Not them. Don't call them Satan. Look forward and say no more, Satan. You've been exposed. Every eye closed and every hand lifted. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we appreciate you. We want you. We need you. We long for you, Jesus. Connect with us this morning, Lord. Continue to give us rest in our souls. Continue to give us peace in our lives. Continue, Lord Jesus, to open up our eyes to the oracles that are written in your word. Continue to expose the plan of Satan. Guard us, protect us. Reveal to us this morning, Jesus, what you desire for us. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a round of applause this morning.